You're listening to the All Sport Breakfast Podcast with Darcy Waltergrave from Newstalk ZB. All Sport Breakfast, All Star Panel. Indeed, our All Star Panel, and it consists of Mr. Patrick McKendry has a word before we surge. What have you want? What are you after, Patrick? G'day, Darcy. Thanks for having me on, mate. I'd, I'd just like to give a shout out to uh, North Shore Rugby Club, who are celebrating their 150th anniversary. This weekend, um, I think they are the second or third oldest club in New Zealand. A club I'm proud to be a part of. Um, they had a fantastic win yesterday afternoon against their big rivals from up the road, uh, Takapuna, 41-33. It was a fantastic game and a, and a very convivial uh, atmosphere in the club rooms afterwards. It was brilliant. Convivial. Nice way of putting I won't even go into that. Phil Gifford is panellist number two. Hello, Phil Gifford. How are you? Still um, okay after the shock of what happened with Moana Pacifica last night? They they ran the boys pretty close in the end. Hell yes. That was a fantastic performance by them. I just very quickly, can I give a shout out to North Shore too? I've spoken there on numerous occasions. I've got a lot of mates that played for it. I used to live in Devonport. Uh, in a parallel universe many, many centuries ago. And a uh, wonderful place and a wonderful club. Yeah, a scary as hell last night, Das, to be honest. I mean, there were times when I thought, sometimes, you know, when you have a big event in sport or in life, perhaps, and Richie Mohanga comes out and he's got the babies with him and the St Andrews uh, boys do a haka for him and it's all hallelujah. And then <laughs> Pacific event... Uh, yeah, well, actually, we've just chucked your birthday cake out the window. Sorry, or your celebration <laughs> cake out the window. Sorry, pal. <laughs> let's uh, let's start off with a big key question because someone's texted me in and said you're a doofus, mate. Giving chocolate to dogs is like giving them ten eighty. I know that. I said that chocolate to dogs is pretty poisonous, but what does it do to a horse? Can you feed a horse Easter eggs, Patrick? I have no idea, Dust. No, neither do I. I'm sorry. It's something I wouldn't uh, experiment with, um, <laughs> but it's beyond my expertise, I'm afraid. Any idea, Phil? Way, way out of my comfort zone, Dust. Sorry, mate. That's the question of the day, 9292. Quick, let us know. I'm keen to know. Not that I have a horse. I'm not going to feed it chocolate, but anyway, let's start things off, Phil Gibbard, with uh, Alex Pereira uh, taking on in 287 Israel Adusanya. Pre-fight action, fun and games, all dressed up in their cosplay, having a crack beforehand. It's um, it's all fun and games till someone loses an eye, right? Absolutely, yes, exactly. And one of the things about fun and games before uh, fights, it, it goes, it goes way, way, way back. And you think about things. If you think a dog collar is a bit weird, and to be honest, I do find that slightly weird that Israel was wearing. But you go back to Muhammad Ali back in the days when he was still Cassius Clay before he fought Sonny Liston. At about midnight, he went round to Liston's house, stood on the front lawn and said, come on out, you big, ugly bear, let's have a bare-knuckle fight now, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) With all due respect to UFC, wearing a dog collar and looking mean and grunting and staring in each other's eyes is pretty chicken feed compared with what Ali used to get up to. Now, fair. Patrick McKenzie, you're a boxing aficionado Mm. from way back when. I suppose when you look at some of the garb that some of these heavyweight boxers turn up and it's pretty tame what they're doing in the UFC. It is, really. And and just on Ali, he was actually really cruel at times against his opponents. Um, uh, Probably overly so against guys who he probably shown a bit more respect to, um, with, in all honesty. But, however, it's all part of the game, I guess. Um, yeah, it is. It is some uh, some kind of odd stuff coming out of the UFC. But um, yeah, as, as you and Phil said, that's uh, it's almost passe now because of the the stuff that goes on ahead of uh, big fights. But um, I mean, obviously, this is a huge fight for Adesanya. Yeah, he was uh, he, he was sort of taken apart really 
last time out against No, Pereira. he wasn't. He was going great for the first four rounds. It just went all pear-shaped at the end of the fifth. Come on, mate. Give me it, some credit. He, he did have a success. Um, but I thought once um, he got caught, he was in a lot of trouble. And I know that he said it was caught off early, but I think really it, it was a good stoppage. And it, um, it really it sets him up for, for the rematch. In a couple of words, Patrick, can Israel get this done tomorrow afternoon or not? Yes, he can. There you go, uh, Phil. It, it, <laughs> I'll leave it there. Yeah, a couple of words. That's all I said. Phil, can he, can he not? Um. Any time two guys get in a ring and hit each other in the face, anything's possible. Fair call. Right, let's move on now to Justin Marsh. And you've written a column about this, nzherald.co.nz, Phil, about the fact that yeah. uh, Justin Marsh was not being taken over to Paris. I'm not going to uh, undermine the efforts of the other commentators. I think it's a mistake. I think the guy is fantastic, and you're not, not arguing, are you? No, I'm not, Das. Uh, look, it's a very subjective thing, isn't it? It's, it's, you know, commentators, it's a bit like, what sort of music do you like? But, see, the thing that I like about Justin Marshall is he takes a punt, and that's something that I, and often it goes wrong, but he's fearless, because he does know what he's talking about. I mean, yes, he's a slightly rough-edged boy, still from Matara, but there's a part of that that I kind of enjoy as well. I actually think that he is, now that Ian Smith's gone, because Ian Smith was my favourite comments guy, now that Ian Smith's gone, he's actually my favourite comments guy, really. Him and Jeff Wilson, to me, is a neck-and-neck battle. Patrick Rikindji, where do you sit on this one? I couldn't agree more with Phil. I think um, Marshall, I mean, you look at what what, what do you want to get from a, from a broadcast? Um, you, you want value-added commentary, don't you? And I think Marshall provides that more than anyone else in New Zealand. I think he is easily the best comments man. And I'm, I'm actually really disappointed that he's not making the trip and he's not going to be involved. It's, um, I, I, and I think it's going to be a bit of a loss for New Zealand's audience and for Sky as well. Yeah, well, I'm backing you up. I think we all agree. 9292ZBZB, if you want to contribute to that one, Phil Gifford and Patrick McKendry are our all-star panel. More on the week of sport coming up next with both of those gentlemen. This is the All Sport Breakfast. You're on News Talk ZB. Good decision. You should be rolling me. You should be rolling me. 16 minutes away from nine on the all-star panel. Phil Gifford, Patrick McKendry joining the program. And Patrick, how good is it having Ryan Fox not only at the Masters, but actually playing well? This is epic. I think maybe we underestimate just how big this is for the game. And this is big stuff. It's massive, isn't it? Um, I'm really enjoying the Masters coverage and saying that I haven't actually them this morning. Uh, how's, he, how's he going this morning? Um, he was one under, so he's three yeah. under going through to the thing. So he's, he's comfortable. He's comfortable. He's he's in the mix. Um, and wow, I mean, if, if he if he remains in that position, I mean, how much is that going to do for his confidence? Um, it's just brilliant. And while while I'm in a generous mood and giving out shout outs, shout out to the Masters website for. Um, I don't know if you kicked that dust, but I'm on it now, mate. <laughs> You can, you can go on and see every shot that a player makes during the tournament. Um, every shot in terms of television broadcast. It's so good. I was I was on it last night. But um, yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully, you know, obviously Ryan will be in the mix to make the cut, and I hope he does so. And I hope he, um, you know, get, gets a bit out of this tournament, which is a fantastic experience for him and also his dad Grant. You're not going to argue with it, are you, Phil Gifford? Hell no. I mean, a lovely guy, and I remember many years ago writing a story, and I talked with his dad Grant about him, and Grant made the point, which was kind of a joke, but kind of not, 
and that Grant was the most intense rugby player that I've ever known. And once Joe Sammy told me he turned around and Grant had tried to kick the touch and the ball had skewed off his foot and Grant was on his hands and knees on the ground banging his forehead on the on the ground at Eden Park in frustration. <laughs> but Ryan, said Grant, takes after his mum, Adele, and his temperament. And it's the perfect temperament for golf, which is not not to bang your head on the ground, you know. So he's, he's obviously got, he's inherited great stuff from both sides of the family and, and appears to be an absolutely lovely guy as well. I'm, I'm thrilled for him and for the whole Fox family. Yeah, no, absolutely he is. So I had him in studio for an hour once. Brilliant yarn. Loves a chat just like his old man. If you want to check out that Masters website, masters.com, take a look and have a look at his shot on the 16th in the second round. It is absolutely beautiful. Right, let's move to Rugby Union now. Patrick McKendry, I'm, I'm defending Bowden Barrett's form struggles because I don't think it matters at this stage of the season. I know how good that is. This film we've seen before, the complaints around Dan Carter, right? Yeah, I do think it matters. I think it matters for the Blues dust, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, he, you've got to say, he's not really delivering. Um, he's, um, I mean, geez, some uncharacteristic mistakes last weekend against the Chiefs and Hamilton. Wow. But he's not taking the line on. He it, He's even kicking and not chasing his own kicks. I don't know if that's part of the game plan or what, but it, it just looks odd and it looks unburdened Barrett-like. Um, so, look, I'm sure he'll find something as the season unfolds. But at the moment, he's not delivering for for the Blues, and I, and I actually do find it a bit concerning. Okay. Phil, what about yourself? Well, I do agree. He's, his, his form, for some reason, isn't absolutely right. But I, I do think the Dan Carter comparison is fair and reasonable. Now, I'm not saying... Because Dan Carter is the greatest first five that I've ever seen from any team anywhere in the world in 50 years of covering the game. But... Bowden Barrett, World Player of the Year twice, and as they say, you know, form is temporary, class is permanent. He's got to reta- he's got to regain that form, and one would one would hope, and it, it happened with Dan Carter, where he basically, as I understand it, decided to hell with it. I'm just going to play, and not 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 worry too much about what I'm doing, not overthink what I'm doing, and maybe that might work for Bowden Barrett. But if Bowden Barrett can retain even ninety percent of his usual form. He will be a real plus, not just hopefully for the All Blacks at the end of the year in France, but also a real plus for the Blues. How you go about retaining that inside the Blues camp these days, I'm sure there are many, 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 many people working on it, including Baden Barrett himself. Fingers crossed he comes back to form in the very near future because, by God, they do need him. There, no, 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 he will, he will. He can't be 100% all of the time. We need him to be playing the best football when it's required by his teams, the All Blacks and the Blues, we will see. And one last thing before we go, talking about great players, Patrick, uh, a blow with Kane Williamson off cashing a cheque, um, did his knee in and probably not going to be at the World Cup. How do we go? Who do we replace him with? Who sits in there? Well, firstly, it's not... This competition isn't going to sort of it hasn't enhanced its reputation in the eyes of New Zealanders, has it? I mean, no. it's, it's taken it's taken Kane uh, a once in a generation player easily, you know, from from New Zealand, and obviously Trent Bolt as well. He's he's out of action because of it. Um, devastating for New Zealand, devastating for Kane Williamson. Um, I'm assuming Will Young will 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 be in that position potentially at first drop. I think he averages about fifty when when batting at three for New Zealand. So I think he would have the inside running at the moment. 
Phil, what do you think? Uh, anyone out? You, you wouldn't plump for a guy like Martin Guptill coming back, maybe uh, moving Devin Conway down? Because I'm in Patrick's camp. I'm for the young. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, me too, largely. But I actually do think the guy that, that's been a bit erratic, but they've, they've got a few ODIs between now and the World Cup. And Henry Nichols comes into my frame as well. Not as strongly as Young at the moment. At, at the moment, I would say Young is the favourite to do it. And there's, then there's the other alternative where you basically just move everybody up the order and you add an extra spinner because they're playing in, in India. So there are possibilities. But can I just say that your heart breaks for Williamson and, and as on a much more selfish level, your heart breaks as a fan for the Black Caps because he is the best batsman that New Zealand's ever had. And when, when you lose a guy that's as good as he is, then it, I can't help but really damage your chances of a victory at the World Cup. True that. And Phil and Patrick, we thank you very much for your time. Just a quick end to this uh, off of text. Apparently, just like dogs, horses are sensitive to the chemical uh, theobromine, which is found in the cocoa, which is used to make chocolate. There you go. I'm not going to argue with that. Texter, <laughs> Phil, Patrick, thanks for your time, guys. You have a great weekend, huh? Thanks, guys. For more from the All Sport Breakfast with Darcy Waltergrave, listen live to News Talk ZB on Saturday mornings or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.